Blog Talk Radio. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey, parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. transition. Uh, this is one of those unique places that really blends academic excellence and, and high-level athletics, so uh, certainly excited to be here and, and uh, get this thing going forward. 
And Coach Fisher, I know you've been with Coach Paul for many years, as you told me off the air. Uh, what about this opportunity with William and Mary to join the school in the CAA and jump in this opportunity with the administration? Was it the, the your family? Was it all of the above? A Coach Paul to tell you it's time for you to take try to get, get lead your own program. So what all that you decided to come to William and Mary after all those years of being an assistant? Well, I think it was a, a combination of the experience that I've had, um, most of it being with Coach Paulson at the Division One level. Uh, we had a great run of success at Bucknell University, uh, which is a really, really highly selective academic institution. And, you know, they did a great job of, of emphasizing the athletics, and, and there's a lot of parallels uh, with William and Mary. So I, it, it was a really good fit uh, from that standpoint. And uh, spending the last four years at uh, at George Mason and, and being in the Virginia area, I think just added to, to the fit. So uh, really uh, in terms of the career trajectory that I'd had and, and experience with us, this was just uh, a great opportunity and, and was certainly thrilled to, to be the one chosen to lead the program. Now, Coach Fisher, enough for you, since you've been in this role the past few weeks, what's it been like being able to make the decision rather than making a suggestion? Well, I was making a ton of the decisions for Coach Paul, and he just probably won't tell you that on air. But, uh, <laughs> but no, uh, it, 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 I, I, will, I will say this. One of the best things that that he did in terms of my time working with him was he did give me a lot of responsibility, and I certainly was not making a, a lot of decisions. That was obviously him. But he had me thinking about all those things all the time. So, you know, to now be the one here and, and, and having to make the final decision on everything – uh, I do think I've had a lot of the preparation that you need in terms of being put in that position. And, uh, you know, I think any time you make any decisions, you're, you're just trying to gather the most relevant information you can and, um, and process it as well as you can, lean on the people that, that are important to you and, and try to make those decisions uh, with, with the, you know, the best mind going forward. So uh, it's been a little bit of an adjustment just because there's, there's a lot of it. But, um, but I think the preparation from, from my time with Coach Paulson really helped with that. And when it comes to recruiting, Coach Fisher, um, are you going to try to target high school seniors, JUCO guys, transfers, international guys, grad transfers to kind of help build this program up? Or you kind of want to build it, build it from, from the bottom up, get a lot of high school seniors in there, and kind of build, build that way for stability for you for years to come? Yeah, that's a good question because there's so many different ways now that that we can recruit kids, and uh, it's almost like you have you know, three or four different recruiting seasons with the early signing and then the guys that are playing during their senior year. You're obviously recruiting kids during their junior year. Uh, and then in the springtime, now it's a whole different game with, with all the transfers and grad transfers, et cetera. Um, I think the most important thing is that we, we, we build this program with good people. And I think that it's uh, usually when, when you talk about building a program, it's going to be with, with guys that are there for four years and, and kids you recruit right out of high school. But um, but we don't want to limit ourselves and just say, hey, this is the only way we're going to do it. This is the only way we're going to recruit kids because, you know, the right fit might come from a, a transfer situation or a, a grad transfer. Uh, it might be a kid that has a great senior year that gets overlooked and, 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 is, and is right there for us at the end. So I think the most important thing is that we really do a good job evaluating uh, and, and finding the right people to fit into our program. It's still evaluating right now, Coach. You know, you got the job here pretty early, so it's kind of good. You can get trying to evaluate your roster, get on the court with the guys, recruit the guys you have now, be the team meetings, and get them, have them come to your office. So how's that been for you, just trying to kind of evaluate what you have on on the roster now and kind of get the guys to stay so they won't leak, 
throughout the program, you know, of course, it's inevitable. Sometimes guys will still leave anyway. So how's the process been trying to get to know, know, know your, your guys now? Yeah, Jared, that's a really good question. You know, the most important thing uh, that I wanted to do when I got here was make sure I spent time with the current student-athletes. And I told all of them that I was going to sit down with them individually and meet with them uh, before I ever got on the court with them because I think that it's really important that you have a foundation for, for how you're going to coach these guys. And to me, it's it's a personal relationship. So uh, I've been able to meet with the guys um, each a couple of times, at least individually, and, and some uh, even a couple more times than that. Uh, they've been very receptive. Um, they've been great kids to work with. We have been able to get out on the court for a couple of weeks. It's been really fun to, to actually get on the court and, and do some player development stuff. Um, like I said, I think that they've been really receptive. And, and when a coaching change is made, you know, it's it, it can always be a challenge uh, because they're used to certain things. And uh, and the previous staff that was here did a phenomenal job of, of accumulating really good talent and really good kids. And you know, we've our, our staff wants to build on the success that's been here, and um, and we're certainly walking into a very good situation. And also having four hours now. I know it used to be two hours. I used to hang out at a. Georgia State and Georgia Tech and Tennessee State a little bit. And I can see counting the clock on two hours, but then you have four hours now to kind of do some little bit more work with the guys, get them a little bit better, get them, have them give them some time to work on their games because this is the time of year, Coach. You you know this. Is a, they have to grow this time of year. Spring, summertime, early, early falls where they grow their games. Mentally, physically, and emotionally to be ready for that grind from October to March that you hopefully be, get, get to go on next year. Yeah, no question. I think this is this is one of the most important times of year when you're talking player development. You know, the spring and uh, and summer and even into you know early in the fall. Um, I mean, this is the chance where guys can get better. And I think that you know to get better, you always have to have that blend of of teaching and competing. Um, and and we'll we'll talk about that a lot as a staff. Of you know, we have to teach and and watch these guys develop and and learn how to expand their game. Uh, but then we also have to compete because it's one thing to be able to to expand your game when you're in the gym by yourself and no one's guarding you. And it's another thing to be able to do it when, you know, when competition is involved and, and, um, you know, you're trying to win and, and you got someone that's, uh, that's going against you. So uh, without a doubt, you know, this, the, the off season, you know, spring, summer, like I said, early fall, uh, our big focus without a doubt will be player development. And coach, non-conference wise coach, I know the skills are probably done for you for next year, but, Going forward, how are you going to go about those games? Would you be in Virginia? You can play a lot of great schools around you in Virginia, in the Carolinas. You can go up, up to a little bit up to East East Coast and play some teams. So, how you can see yourself? How you see yourself going about those games? And, and uh, I want to know also, your, your school? Can you, your schools going? Do you all get bought, or do you? Or can you buy games yourself as well? Yeah. Well, the first thing is, unfortunately, the schedule is not finished. So that's just. Oh. Uh, Another <laughs> another thing we got to work on. It's close, but we got to get a couple of more games. But you know, I think in terms of scheduling, I think it's important that um, number one, we, we we take care of the regional games that we can. Yeah, I think that any time you can play, you know, regional rivals and, and schools that uh, have some history with you, I, I think that's always exciting for the fans and something that we want to do. Um, obviously, there's all the MTEs going on now, and I think that's a neat opportunity for your kids to to go play in different places. And if we can ever, you know, have have the chance to do that, we certainly will. Uh, in terms of the the money games, we are a team uh, that will get bought. So, uh, you know, if there's an area of the country that we want to get to, whether it's a, a large alumni base or um, if there's a connection with 
you know, a former uh, player here is coaching somewhere, something like that. It's always good. Uh, I think the other thing with the games where you get bought is when you have guys on your on your team from out of region, if you can ever use that as an opportunity to get them close to home and play in front of, you know, some of their fans when, um, you know, when they're, when they're playing halfway across the country. I think that's always a neat thing, so we'll certainly take that in consideration as well. Yeah, I would say t- talk to Amir, uh, Coach Lanier down at Georgia State and Greg Gary. Mercer, we got a lot of t- new coaches around here, man. So you can yeah. get your guys down here, man. Let's play some of the schools around here, man. Go up I-75 and play a yeah, ball. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> And coach, the league, the CAA is a league coach. I, I've watched the league, man. It's, it's a great league as far as the competition in the CAA, man. So if you could talk about the Colonial a little bit, what you've seen so far from from afar, not being in the league now. I mean, this was some tough, tough nights in the conference play coming up here. All the talent you have in coaching wise in this league here. Yeah, there's no question about that. And and I never have, uh, as you mentioned, coached in this league. But uh, for my time at Ryder, my time at Bucknell, and my time at George Mason. Uh, we were always playing teams from this league. I'm I'm sure that if I look back every year, we we probably played one or two teams from this league. And um, you know, it, 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 it's a great league because it's it's that it's that kind of that last level where you've got you know four year guys and and guys that are going to be uh, part of building the program. Uh, there's a there's a lot of really good coaches in this league, and um, you know, for us, uh, it's going to be about obviously understanding the league with, with a deeper lens than we do now, but um, you know how it is, Jr. Anytime you know league play hits, uh, it doesn't matter what league you're in. Every night's a tough game, and um, and we know that that's going to be the case going forward with with the talent that's here, and, and like I said, all the good coaches. And coach, I was hanging out this year listening to the NIT, and I saw all of these rule changes. It was kind of experiment. We had to expand the lane, expand the three point line, kind of resetting the fouls at ten minutes of, of the half. So I want to ask you: You see these rules get, getting enacted anytime soon for us? That maybe. 12-second shot clock, maybe, the three-point line, the lane, uh, advancing the ball, uh, four quarters. Seeing these rules taking effect anytime soon, Coach? Uh, it's a good question, and I, I, I don't really know enough to know where that's at in terms of the changes. I, I do think that you know changes that have been made over the years, um, however subtle or however big, have, have obviously been done with the same intention, which is to make the game uh, as good as it can be, and you know, I think that when when you're looking at where they want to go now, I think that the um, trying to keep in mind the the amount of stoppages and you know the replay and being able to use that efficiently, and um, you know, one of the big things that, that that they're looking at with the rules are how do you make the game you know more fan fan friendly and and something that the, the that that helps them in terms of wanting to watch and wanting to root for the game. So. Um, I, I think probably the biggest one, you know, that, that's on the table right now is the fouls, and, and I think that you know the case to reset it at ten makes you know makes some sense in the sense of or in the fact that if you get some fouls early, um, you know, it can be a, a free throw contest the rest of the half, and you know, I think resetting it at ten it gives you a little bit more flow to the game, but um, that's for people that are a lot smarter than me to figure stuff out. I hear that, uh, Coach. You weren't as lucky as uh, John Brennan, Casey Alexander. They get to stay in their same houses and move their jobs. But your job, you had to come down there and build something, man. So how's the, your days been so far, Coach, for us guys coming by the office, talking to boosters, having meetings with alumni staff, man. So talk to us. What's your typical day be like, Coach, We're trying to get everything done as a new coach of the Wood and Mary Tribe? Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, it's funny because uh, I can't tell you what a typical day has been because, you know, every every day, you know, my wife is kind of like, so what did you do today? And and I know I was really busy, but I can't always think exactly what I was doing because, uh, like you said, there's just kind of a million different directions that you're pulled. But um, like I said, the, the, the most important things that I've wanted to try to do are just connect with the people here and, and whether that's the, the, you know, the student athletes or the other coaches or the administration uh, the alumni, boosters, you know, just the, the people that are part of this program um, and that have helped build this to where it is today. That, that's been the most important part, uh, and a lot of that has been spent, you know, on the phone or in, in, in quick face-to-face meetings. And um, and then, like I said, as soon as you think you have your schedule set, you, you're pulled in, in three or four different directions. But, uh, but it's been great because, like I said, everybody has been very helpful uh, all the way through it. That's what I got for coaches. Of course, about my man Mike Muscala, uh, coach. Full disclosure, one one of my side gigs is working for the Hawks, covering the Hawks. So I forgot to know Mike real well from that. So if you can show listeners here in the Atlanta area, what's a cool Mike Muscala story that somebody in Atlanta might not know about that you can share with us that's air friendly per se? (laughs) (laughs) Well. I can tell you this. I think all the Mike Muscala stories that I have are probably air friendly. Uh, I mean, he's, he's a, he, he is. He, he's as genuine and good a person as I've ever been around. Um, you know, he was a guy that in in high school. I mean, he, his junior year of high school, he was six seven and he probably weighed one hundred and eighty five pounds, and you know, looked nothing like a guy that was ever going to play in the NBA. And you know, we got really fortunate with the timing in terms of when we started recruiting him at Bucknell, which which was the summer right before his senior year, and he had he had just hit this growth spurt, and he was probably about six nine or six ten, but you could just see him, you know, still you know still growing and still developing. I, I remember when you know first time I went to see him play, he had floppy hair and braces, you know, <laughs> so um, wow. and yeah, and and to see him transform. Um, you know, just it, physically, the transformation he made was incredible. And uh, the thing I can say is that he is as competitive and harder worker as as we've ever coached, as I've ever been around. Um, and and all the success he's had has been so much fun to to see because he's really really worked for it. Uh, and like I said, I, I really don't have a story I could tell you that that would be uh, something that you know you wouldn't want to share on air anyway. He's he's as genuine as good as they come. And Coach Fisher, seeing him develop to becoming a stretch four or five, and how he's defending the pick and rolls now, seeing how Coach Budenholzer worked with him, his play development staff, I saw I saw Mike grow from when he got to the Hawks mid middle of that year for second round pick. They signed him to a three year deal, and how he grew into a player, and he's always been easy to deal with, very easy to talk to, man. So I can say Mike was a great guy. I hate the Hawks, and I resigned him. But I, I hate the Philadelphia trading the Lakers. He should be in the playoffs right now. And, but, but it's kind of hard because my other buddy, Mike Scott's on the Sixers. So it's like both of my buddies are on the Sixers from the Hawks, man. So it's like I hate it for Mike. But hopefully he'll get – I know he'll get signed this summer by something like that. So he needs a, a stretch five that can shoot and defend the pick and rolls. He has a, a market somewhere in the NBA. I can guarantee that. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think when you throw in the the quality of person that he is, you know, I know that's a big thing now, and uh, in every organization, but certainly in pro sports, is that you know you're looking to add quality people, and uh, I think the development that you talked about is speaks volumes to the kind of person he is. I mean, he really, you know, he really developed in his time over that we had with him at Bucknell, but um, he, he kind of took that development to a whole other level when he got to the NBA, and. 
you know, I think he's a guy that, that has the chance to just have a, a really long career and a, and a good role on, on good teams in the league. Yeah, being a big and can shoot threes, you got you got a job at least in the NBA somewhere. That's <laughs> just, exactly right. <laughs> you got that. Well, Coach Fisher, best luck to you, man. Let's hope for a talk to you real soon. And uh, call down to Mercer and Georgia State in Clemson. I hope you get a play, you man. We can you see you out here real soon, man. <laughs> That sounds good. Mark, I think you should just maybe tack on a, sl- a small guarantee to get a sound there, and we'll be all set. <laughs> hey, I, I, I guess I have Coach Lanier, Coach Gary on the show this week, and uh, hope to have uh, Amir soon. So hopefully we can get that done for you. <laughs> hey, there we go. I like it. I like it. <laughs> hey, Coach, thanks again for your time. And enjoy the conversation, man. All right. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. All right. Well, so Dane Fisher on the Boss Man Show. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today we have them from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Tell me what you gonna do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and Scissor. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m. 
only five dollars after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar Memphis.